what is up what is good welcome back welcome back to dropping gems with Allie. i'm your host Allie, and i'm so excited to be here with you sharing this nice you know um bro i'm freaking awkward like i don't even know what the fuck to say it feels nice to be spending this time with you I should say, yes. Thank you guys for tuning in. Whomever clicked on it, because y'all are curious little Georges. Um, <laughs> I need to figure out a proper out- intro, y'all. Like, I got the whole, what is it? Where are you? Welcome back, welcome back. Okay, wait. Was that my intro? What is up? What is good? Welcome back. Welcome back to Shopping Gems with Ali. I'm your host, Ali. Alright, that was the intro. So, how's everybody doing? Today is Tuesday, so it's a good day. Um, I should be doing chores, but I'm sleepy and but I wanted to record this episode I mentioned in my previous episode that this was something I wanted to dive in and talk about so today's the day I'm feeling like today is the day to do that so we're gonna do that so I I don't really know where to start basically I am here to share my testimony with you guys now there's a lot there's a lot to this it's it's definitely a story so I have to like really remember certain I really have to remember certain moments sorry I yawned um in my life I definitely remember some core ones that really stuck to me that I know for sure I'm not ever going to forget because that is a part of my testimony. It's a part of my story. And I'm also aware that I'm constantly going to be evolving and growing. So this is not the end, but I can definitely now share for sure um, a good solid portion of my testimony and basically what that is is how Jesus saved me how I am saved I'm technically I'm saved and before I don't think I would ever even I don't think if you were to ask me like a few years back like maybe three years back um if I were saved if I were saved I would probably, y'all, I'm yawning, like, I'm really out here yawning, and I'm debating if I should restart, or keep talking, should I keep talking, yeah, keep talking, okay, um, what was I saying, oh my gosh, I forgot, oh, like, if someone were to ask me three years ago, two to three years ago, like, are you saved, I'd be like, what are you talking about I would be completely lost I would be in my own world and definitely not I'd just be clueless I have I would have no idea what you're talking about um but now I'm just super grateful and glad that I can say that I am and it's a long story so let's get started um so for those of you we're going to talk a little bit about me and like my life story and why do I do and all that stuff. So basically, I am 23 years old. My name is Ali. That's not my full government name. I'm not going to say my full government name because I don't want to. Um, but everybody calls me Ali and I am a creator. I like to do a lot of things. I refuse to settle and do one thing. So I'm just kind of living my life and doing what I genuinely feel called to do and love to do. And right now, 
I am a full-time personal trainer and I love to create content. I like to do podcasts, um, social media content, everything. So, oh my goodness, y'all, I'm yawning like crazy. Okay, I need to snap out of it. Okay, so I have gone through quite some stuff within these past few years, I guess. Um, My mom, well, let's talk childhood. Honestly, I don't remember much childhood, if I'm going to be honest with you. It was like, whatever, I don't really know. I can't really elaborate on that just because... I have a really bad memory, and I don't really remember, and I think a lot of that memory issue has to do with one time I fell off a bike because I couldn't find the brakes to my bicycle, and I, like, completely ran into a tree trunk that was knocked down on the floor. It was just awful, so I kind of feel like a lot of my memory issues came from that, Um, but yeah, besides the point, we're going to fast forward into, like, the most dramatic experience of my whole entire life and that was my mom's passing my mom passed away when I was 17 years old um she was battling for uh she was battling cancer she was diagnosed with brain uh with stage four brain cancer she had a tumor in her brain and it just kept growing and growing she was um, at some point she started taking, like, what do you call it? Like, radiation therapy and, like, some other type of therapy. I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, but she was attending those things to a certain, like, for quite some time. And the doctors told us, like, for the first time, one of the doctors told us for the first time that she was diagnosed with stage four It was really heartbreaking and traumatic because, one, it kind of pissed me off how, like, they told us because it was just, I mean, I can't really be mad at the doctor. Maybe they just didn't really know how to tell us. I don't know. But I just remember a doctor coming into the hospital room or whatever, and my siblings and my mom were in the room, and basically they told us that she had cancer stage four cancer and I just remember kind of looking around I've never been really too familiar me personally like I just never really experienced that like I've never been in a position so I I was just kind of like lost but I knew it wasn't like good news because of everybody's reaction I remember after the doctor announced that to us I just I remember looking around to see everybody's facial expressions or just like their expressions in general, and it was not nice. It was in a nice view. Everybody seemed really devastated and heartbroken, and I think what broke my heart the most was my mom's reaction because, and I always think of this, like I could never, I can't imagine what it would feel like for some a doctor to come up to you face to face and tell you that you have cancer. Like, I always, every time I say this story, like, I always put myself in her shoes, and I just wonder, like, like, that's scary. Like, I would literally, I don't know how I would react, but she was extremely heartbroken and terrified, I'm sure. Um, She started to cry, like, really bad, and I just kind of remember seeing that, and that was just... I don't know how to explain that, guys. Like, that was just traumatic also. Um, And I don't really, I don't, I have never really, like, talked about this, like, publicly. Now I feel a little bit like I'm able to. But I feel like throughout the years I've tried to block these moments that I've experienced in my life out of my life. Like, I just don't really ever talk about it. Like, I feel like I've tried to just slowly just block them out of my brain but if I'm gonna be honest I can't really because 
that's just something that I'm not ever gonna forget I just don't talk about it but I just feel ready to talk about it like I hope that my story can inspire others because we all go through things and yeah I don't know I just feel like God is really has really been building me up to for a reason basically um so yeah that was what happened um they told her she was only gonna like be around for like six months I believe it was six months um and basically like that would be it for her like after six months supposedly like she was not and be here anymore like they gave her that estimate a time of of basically living and after that obviously we started to take action and like have her do whatever the doctors advised for her to do so she went through radiation therapy chemotherapy I believe is what it was called and um having to like see that was also I don't know I felt like it was just something I had to get used to at the time I was still going to school so it's just so crazy how in the moment it felt like it was kind of like a normal thing because in my mind I'm over here just like this is the world that I'm living in where I'm just seeing like my mom coming in and out of radiation and like chemo and stuff and um before that before all of this I kind of skipped how she was having symptoms prior to when they first diagnosed her with that but and I guess I'm just speaking out of like things that really stood out like scenarios but basically um yeah so she started taking like her therapy stuff and um I've always been really shy really quiet like a really shy and quiet person so it was like really hard it was harder for me to like go to school and like stay focused because like I had to think about what was going on in my house and like I was constantly just like thinking about like if my mom was okay or like what they were up to like what she was doing because I didn't understand anything like I'm like what is it that she has like I don't I don't get it and I never really got any answers because we had to basically go through it with her like day by day. So I feel like nobody really had the time to sit down and like talk to me about what was actually going on. I just had to live through it. I think all of us just had to live through it with her and it was just really heartbreaking and I don't really know. I don't really like to think back and like talk about it, but like I said, I I feel okay to talk about it. Um, so yeah, I was like going to school and I never really like sat with anybody at lunch. I was just very, I kept to myself. I was very reserved. I refused to want to be with anyone. Like I just didn't care for anything. I just, all I cared about, all I thought about was, I was just really sad. Like I was really heartbroken and confused and lost and then I had no relationship with any kind of God like I wasn't praying or anything so I was just a lost person and confused about what was going on in my life like I was like is this I didn't really question it I was just kind of like going through it that's the only way best way I can explain it like at the time it just felt like normal but I didn't feel normal but from an outside point of view or whatever like it was my normal if that makes sense I don't know how to explain it but um yeah that's kind of like how I was living like while she was battling through it and then I would come home and I, I would get really excited when I would come home come home because I can like, talk to her and like ask her how she was feeling and I can ask if she needed anything like to serve her basically um damn I did not think I was gonna get emotional and I just remember the doctors basically saying like that she had to start watching what she was eating because you know if you eat certain foods 
you could be feeding the cancer and the cancer can get stronger and grow quicker. And, you know, so basically having a really clean diet was something that they highly recommended for her to have some kind of like, just like be healthier and help with the therapy sessions. So I remember when they first told her, like, um, she would tell me at that time, like, I was living, I was just starting off to live like an active lifestyle. Like, I just wanted to be like healthier and stuff. And, and, and then I would just offer her, like, I was in the complete beginning stages of like my fitness journey. It wasn't even like that serious at the time. I was just like, starting to go out on runs and it was just like more like cardio stuff to get my body moving um and I remember like I would offer her I'm like do you want me to make you anything to eat like I can help you like I told her I'm like I got you like in the um healthy aspect like I can cook for you I'll cook your meals like I'll help you and she was like okay but my mom never liked healthy food like not like healthy, healthy food. She loved her red meat meals. She loved her deep fried food. Like that's just like what she grew up on. And that's just what her normal eating habits was. So I remember I would like make her quinoa and like certain foods and she would just like be like, what is this? Like, I don't like it. It had, it definitely had to take, she wasn't disrespectful. She would just like, she was just honest. And I just thought it was funny because I'm like, girl, <laughs> you just have you have to eat like this. And she would just kind of be like, no, like this is not what I want to eat. But it wasn't like in a hurtful way. It was just like, I can't believe healthy people eat this type of stuff, you know? Um, that was like her reaction. So it, I feel like that in a sense kind of like brought us closer together at that point in my life um, of her being sick. So I just remember like cooking for her very often and I would like bring her food um eventually as time went by um the therapy sessions were I don't think they were working I think they worked for a certain amount of time but then eventually um things just started to go downhill I started to notice that her um personality was just like it was like she would snap out of her personality and then she would be herself if that makes sense and I think at that time the cancer the tumor was growing in her brain where it was starting to affect the way she her personality was and like her body movements and everything so she definitely started to like um not be as responsive in certain ways like I remember, I believe it was like a left, I think it was like all of her left side of her body was completely not responsive at all. She couldn't move anything. She couldn't move her toes. She couldn't move her hands. Nothing, nothing on the left side of the body. And I think that's what frustrated me the most. I was like, we need to practice. Like, what do you do at in physical therapy like what do they teach you so we can do them here I was just I wanted to help her so bad um and I remember her kind of like going over like oh they just try to like get me to move my pinky or like they try to get me to like you know do certain things so I'd be like okay let's do it then like let's I was just so committed to wanting to help her Jesus guys I didn't know I was gonna be this emotional so yeah I was like trying to help her and stuff and um I think that was like the most I don't know I don't really know I can't really explain how I felt in the moment I guess like just like frustrated and helpless and I wanted to help so bad but I just couldn't I just felt like I couldn't help her um but I was doing any like the best that I could to try to help and keep in mind like at this point in my life like I said I didn't have any kind of spiritual 
like life in me um or perspective like I wasn't really like a believer of anything like I did grow up as a Catholic I even took classes and that's because my mom has always been my mom was a very religious Catholic so she grew up religious like it wasn't even I don't know if I would even say it was like spiritual it was more like religious so it was more like out of habit because her parents used to go to church when they were children so she just brought on the tradition to our family where um you know um they believed in god and like the virgin mary i believe and you know like what catholics believe in and like they would follow whatever catholics do they would wake up early to go to church they would get super dressed up cleaned up on sunday morning go to church and do everything the pastor said like that was how I was raised and as a young girl like I was just going because my mom would tell me to go she would tell me like get dressed up nicely like we're gonna go um it got to a point where where I was like I think I was like a teenager and I had to go to like the youth classes and I strongly dislike those just because I didn't like the way they taught us at all. Like, compared to the, what I am now experiencing in my spirituality, I I can see why I didn't like it. Like, it, 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 everything just felt really forced. Sorry, guys. Um, my phone started ringing. So I really hope it doesn't ring again because a baby... I'm freaking recording right now. Um, but anyway, as I was saying, the classes I used to attend as a teenager um, were Catholic classes. Um, and yeah, I just wasn't a fan of like how things were being taught. I would ask so many questions. Literally, out of all the kids, I remember everybody around me. Like, I just remember that everybody was kind of like, they didn't care to be there, but I was, like, the one that I was intrigued. I'm, like, all of this sounds actually really interesting, like, if you pay attention, and it made you want to ask questions, so I was a very, I still am a very curious individual, so as a teenager, I started to ask so many questions to my teacher, and I, I remember, I feel like I might have annoyed her, because I always ask questions and I think it got to a point where she didn't even know how to answer my questions like she was like she basically had no answer to my questions and she would almost like just brush them off and almost like I never even asked type thing so I definitely remember that that's something that I won't forget and that didn't sit right with me and I was like yeah this is weird so I just remember that as a kid I didn't really after that I was like whatever like I kind of just kept living my life through it you know um kept doing what my mom was doing this was all before this was just how we were raised type um like how what I'm basically explaining about my spiritual life or whatever but that's how I grew up right um so yeah uh fast forward to when my mom basically like lost her ability to like move certain parts a certain side of her body um I didn't really like have a relationship with God I didn't even really like honestly I didn't even care for any of that like my attention was all her strictly her and like that's it there was at the end of the day, like, I wasn't praying to nobody. In the beginning of the day, I wasn't praying to nobody. I was just, like, mom. Like, my full attention was on my mom. And, um, yeah, so she basically, uh, I think it was nine months, nine months of her battling her cancer. Um, she ended up passing away at nine months. And that was probably, at, at the time, I was going to summer school. So I was, yeah, I, that just goes to show I was not, I've never really been a very good, I'm, I'm, I am a good student, but like, that's just how you know, y'all, that I was not really very present in my classes because 
of what was going on in my outside life. Like I could care zero. I could care less of what, how to do a fucking equation because my mom was dying and she was fighting for her life. And I had to come home and like try to do anything I could do to help her basically. So I didn't give a fuck about a damn equation. Excuse my language. It's just like how I really felt. I didn't care about how to speak proper Spanish. I didn't care about how to, like, I didn't care about anything the teachers had to teach me, if I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm like, I have other shit that I feel is a lot more important than this. But I knew that my mom and my parents wanted me to be at school. So I would go to school because they didn't let me stay home. Um, But yeah, so, um, yeah, so. I was going to summer school, and the day that it happened, I woke up. I was actually kind of running a little bit late. Um, I woke up, and everybody was kind of still asleep. Um, my mom had a doctor's appointment at 8 a.m. that day, and I was ready basically to leave. And I was about, or no, I was in the middle of getting ready. And I was looking for a hairbrush. I'm like, where's the hairbrush? And so I ran into her room, and I'm like, Mom, like, I don't see a hairbrush. Like, just trying to not even that actually sorry I'm trying to remember that part but I didn't even ask her that I was just waking her up actually I was waking her up in the middle of me getting ready I was like mom wake up I'm running late you're running late you have an appointment to go to and I got to go to school type thing you know so I was over here like trying to wake her up as I'm getting ready not once have I stepped close to her to like check on her or anything like I'm just over here thinking like she's knocked out like she was just asleep type, you know, and my brother was, he got up to go in the shower, so I'm over here, like, still doing my hair, and then my brother's like, can you please wake mom up, like, can you help me get her ready, well, you're gonna be late, but we gotta get her ready so she can go to her doctor's appointment, and I was like, yeah, I guess, so I, like, dropped everything that I was doing, and I was like, mom, like, you need to wake up, like, what the heck, and I'm over here from a distance, like, looking over her. I'm like, damn, she's really asleep right now. And so, um, as I get closer, I kind of just, like, see, like, she's, like, not moving. Like, she's extremely still. Usually, my mom was a snorer. Like, she snored a lot. So, I was like, she's really, like, asleep. Like, I didn't think that my mom had passed away yet. Like, that didn't cross my mind. But I was like, curious I'm like what is going on like why isn't she responding to me and then as the closer I got to her I started to notice like her just looking off like different like I was like wait this is weird so that's when it started creeping in the fact that she could have not been breathing and so I was like hold on and then I, my sister was asleep in her bed still. She was knocked out. My brother was in the shower. Um, my dad was at work. And that's it. That's, that's just what it was. And so I get closer and I'm like, mom, like, wake up, wake up, mom. And I just kept saying it. I was like, mom, wake up. And I get really, really closer to the point where I can lay my hand, like, on her hand. Her hand was on her, like, chest, like, her belly, chest area. And I put my hand on her and she is freezing cold. Her skin is cold. Her skin is pale too, like really pale. Her lips were extremely pale. It just looked like she had no life in her. And I held onto her hand, like trying to like shake her a little bit. Like I wanted to shake her hand a little. And I was like, mom, wake up. And her hand was extremely like stiff. It was really, really stiff. Her fingers, there was no, you couldn't move her at all. You couldn't move her joints, none of that. Like, she was completely stiff and pale at that point. And that's when I, I ran to the, to my, to knock on my brother's door in the bathroom. And I was like, bro, like, mom's not waking up. That's all I said. I was like, mom's not waking up. Mom's not waking up. And then he was like, what? And I was like, I said, mom's not waking up. Like, I was pissed because I'm like, bro, like, do not get out of the shower type, you know? And so I just kept saying, I'm like, mom's not waking up. And I was like, fuck. Like, I didn't know. I was in complete shock. I didn't even cry right away. Like, I was like, holy shit, is this real? Like, did I just walk into my mother 
like, I, did I just find her dead? And that was the case. I found my mom dead and she wasn't breathing. She, that's it. Like I, I was trying to get, yeah, basically I told my brother that I'm like, who the fuck else do I tell? Like, I don't know what to do. I walk into my room. My sister was dead asleep. And I'm like, you need to wake up because mom is not, she's dead. Like mom is not breathing. And then she looks at me. She's extremely like foggy. She's like, girl, I just woke up. Like, what are you? She's like, what, what are you talking about? And I'm like, get up because mom's dead. Like she's not breathing. She's not waking up. And then that's when she jumped out of bed. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, bro, what? Like, how is this not? I'm sure it was it was going through their mind, but I was just pissed. Like, I'm like, how the fuck? I was getting angry. Like, I'm like, what do you guys mean what? Like, I'm telling you what the deal is. But I think that was just all of us just being shocked. Like, they couldn't, they, it was just hard for us to comprehend what had actually happened, you know? So my brother finally comes out the shower. Um, he he comes in to her bedroom to check on her her medicine. Um, wow, I really skipped a lot of parts of the story. Basically, the reason she was in the house is because um, she was at some point she was at a nursing home, but we had to bring her home because we seen the nurses disrespecting her. I can't believe I jumped that part, guys. But basically, we decided to bring her home and do everything that the nurses were doing due to um, mishandling in the nursing home. So we had brought her home. So my brother was a huge, he played a huge role as the caregiver. Is that what you were calling the caregiver? Yeah, Um, him and one of my older cousins. So he walks in the room and um, he basically checks everything and he's like holy shit like yeah and he grabs her medication bottles and completely slams them throws them against the wall and just starts screaming like no he just keeps saying no like I think he even said fuck you he was like fuck you like to the cancer to the pills I don't know guys it was not yeah that's basically what happened and then my sister walks in and my brother was extremely furious he was pissed um and then my sister walks in and she just she knew it was real due to everything and she basically just held her hand and she cried it was just really traumatic everything was there was a lot of screaming everywhere my dad was at work, so basically after all three of us reacted, we finally, my brother finally called 911. We had them come to our house, um, and then slowly we had family members show up. I'm sure my brother called people, I'm not sure, but we had, like, aunts show up, uncles, all of that, and honestly like there was a part of me where I was like I really hope that the ambulance can like bring her back like bring her back to life and they tried to give her the I don't know what it's called what is it called when they do like the heart thing like where they what is it called I don't know what it's called but they did the thing to like try to bring her back or whatever and that didn't work um I remember them like I remember one of the ambulance or the paramedic dudes I remember they tried they were like pumping her like her chest or her heart or whatever and I just we all heard her bones just like completely crack like her rib cage or something like it was really disturbing and that's when we knew like okay she's gone like for real she's gone and basically they told us like she didn't make it um so they picked her up put her on a bed um they zipped her up and rolled her out of the house put her in the back of the ambulance and they took her 
I don't know where they took her, but they took her, and we were basically all left here, like, with that. So, after that, I just ran out of my house, and I sat outside in the driveway, and I was just crying. I was just crying. And at some point, my dad did get here before they took her. And my dad's not an emotional person at all. But before they took her, I remember him walking in. And he, he seen her and he just started crying. And he came to me and he hugged me really, really tight. And just completely cried on my shoulder. I was like, fuck, bro. So that really hit me hard that hit me in my soul because I've never seen my father react that way ever ever in my life so um yeah that happened my mom passed away then eventually we had to you know go to her funeral attend her funeral and do all of that stuff I hated it. I hated all of it. Um, And then from there, basically, you go back to living a normal life. Or at least you have to try to. So, that's what we all tried to do. I started to get really... I didn't really know what was going on with me at the time, but... I started to get really depressed, and I was experiencing a lot of depression. I didn't know, though. I didn't know what was wrong with me, because, like I said, I've always thought my life was, like, normal or whatever, the way that I was living it, but it's not normal. Normal people don't go through this. But I basically started to battle with my mental health really, really bad. And so, yeah, I was not really going to school. I was sleeping in a lot. It was just really bad. Again, I had no spiritual life. I didn't have any of that. So I was just alone. I was fighting alone with my battles I guess um so I yeah I basically fought depression for like two three years alone and then I had a lot of like suicidal attempts I guys it was just really bad like my mental health was extremely bad and I don't even really want to talk about that. I that I don't even feel ready to open up about. But I can just say that after that, after a certain amount of years, like, I just wasn't myself. I felt like I was going crazy. And, yeah. So, eventually, um, I'm just going to fast forward to, I think it was, I want to say it was. 2020, I think it was the beginning of 2021 or 2022, the beginning of last year, where Jesus saved my life. So this is where it gets amazing. This is where I get really happy and I can breathe again. Um, Basically, I think, I believe it was around last year, 2022 in January, where I gave my life to Jesus. I remember um, an old friend, like, months before I had, my life had been saved, um, I remember an old friend telling me about a church online that I should watch called Transformation Church, but I never did because, again, like I told you guys, my background with, like, my spirituality, I just, at that point, I just wasn't interested, I didn't care for none of that, and I was like, nah. But 
um, the beginning of January um, of 2022, I think it was 2022. Now I can't remember. I have to like go back and like see my timeline, but I'm pretty sure it was last year. Pretty sure. Um, the beginning of 2022 was where I still had no relationship, but like in January, I remember I had reached, I woke up on a Sunday. I was extremely depressed. My room was super dark um, and I had no motivation to live anymore. Like I was like, I don't want to be here. Nobody was at home. My thoughts were complete like suicidal and I was ready to take my own life that day. And I was feeling really not like myself I definitely felt full of like depression and anger and I was just over it I'm like yeah this is it like I'm ready to honestly end it all like I don't I've been fighting for so long and I just don't see any more purpose and like me I can't even keep a job I can't even stay in school you know what I mean so it was just really really hard and that day I decided to like remodel my room before doing anything stupid. I was like, maybe I can try to distract myself by remodeling my whole bedroom. So I started moving things around. Um, I unplugged everything. So my room was a perfect representation of what I felt like on the inside. On the inside, I was completely broken. I was completely empty. I was lifeless. I was not organized. I was a mess. I was dark. It was, I couldn't see anything. So, um, that was just like a perfect reflection of how I felt. And I remember battling with the thoughts of like wanting to kill myself. And, like, out of nowhere, I hear, like, my old friend's voice say, you should watch Transformation Church. And it was super random. Like, I was like, what the hell? Like, maybe I should try putting on an episode. Like, I was super in and out. Like, I was leaning towards my suicidal thought, but then I would, like, snap out of it. And then, like, I would do things that... I wasn't like thinking about if that makes sense I don't know how to explain it but um yeah then I took out my phone and I searched up on YouTube transformation church so I just clicked that in searched it up and I didn't even realize it was a Sunday that day um it was a Sunday and church was live so I was like oh damn like church is live and I felt so weird because I haven't been to church in so long, right? And so I was like, whatever, I guess I'll just play this while I'm cleaning my room, while I'm remodeling my room. So I started playing the, the church thing or whatever while I was cleaning my bedroom. And then um, as I was cleaning, I was still kind of like, I still wasn't feeling my best, but like everything some things he was saying was like coming in like I was listening to him and like hearing him out and it was just like it was really intriguing so I started to pay attention low-key like I was kind of starting to snap out a little bit out of my suicidal thoughts and then we finally reached towards the end of the sermon where he basically has you like repeat a prayer like um, he was basically saying, like, if you would like to, like, what, I don't know what he said, like, give your life to Jesus, like, say this prayer and just agree to, you know, like, him dying on the cross for you and, like, forgiving your sins. And then I was like, well, maybe I should try that out. Maybe I should try this and then see what happens. And I was like, it won't hurt. Like, I already want to kill myself. So maybe if I give my life to something that I don't even know, maybe that'll work. Or maybe something will happen. I wasn't really expecting anything. And so I started to repeat the prayer that um, the pastor was saying out loud. 
and I said the prayer and everything. I finished it off. I said amen. And instantly, as soon as I said amen, I I was getting emotional as I was saying it. As soon as I said amen, I just felt like this like feeling like like I felt like this breath of fresh air like just like hit me and I started to cry. I started I fell onto my knees and I just broke down crying. I had no idea why I was crying. But I just started to cry and I feel like that was like a sign of like Jesus like really like fighting the battle for me, fighting my battle between my suicidal thoughts and him trying to win me over. And I've definitely know for a fact that he saved my life because if it wasn't for that moment, I probably wouldn't be here. And um, I just strongly believe that he saved my life. He saved my life that day. And no, I know he did. He definitely did because like I said, I wouldn't be here. Um, But yeah, basically like I just got really emotional. I started crying. Church ended. And then after it ended, I just, it's, it's crazy. Like in the snap of the fingers, it's like my suit. I wasn't even thinking about killing myself anymore. I was just casually organizing my bedroom. I just cleaned up my whole bedroom and yeah, like I ended up cleaning my whole room. And then after that, I just started to, I just laid down in my bed. Like I, you know, I just, I don't know, like it just hit me. Like the Holy Spirit really hit me. I think it really planted its seed in my heart. And since that day, since that day, I have never seen, I have never, I don't know how to explain it. Like last year was my most successful year that I have ever had throughout the years of like existing I guess um I started my own personal training business last year my relationship with God grew so much more than ever within the years that I've been alive um and yeah I decided to take that leap of faith of starting my own business and just trusting God and and learning to have faith, learning what it is to have faith. So I felt like if I didn't make that jump to start my own personal business, then I wouldn't really know what faith is if I didn't like actively try to pursue that. And like since then, God has been really working in my heart and like healing my mind, my body, and my spirit, everything. I really believe that and I feel that. And till this day like before all of that I was completely like I was a part of the world like I was thinking like the world like I was thinking like everybody else but once I gave my life to him I genuinely felt like new life has been given to me and the journey isn't perfect but you definitely feel some kind of wave of like peace and love constantly surrounding you and like hugging you and just like you just feel God's presence with you and a day without prayer a day without talking to God feels so weird to me now and I just refuse to continue to live my life how I used to I refuse to go back to my old ways And in no way am I saying that I'm a perfect person now because I'm still progressing. I'm still healing. I'm still, God is working in me. He's completely transforming my mind and everything for the better because I want to represent him and he is love and and I consider myself to be loved too and I just want to be the best that I can be and I want to be a service to other people who are going through it because I understand what it's like to battle with what life throws at you 
I might not understand everything you're going through, but I definitely understand um, what it feels like to be alone, what it feels like to be on the verge of taking your life. I understand what it feels like to be empty. I understand what it feels like to be like feeling different and like something's off. Like, I understand what it feels like when you feel that way. And I can truthfully tell you right now that there is an answer to that. There is something, there is someone who can save you from that and who can give you new life and who can heal you and transform you and who can give you a second chance to pursue a beautiful life. And that's Jesus. That's Jesus. Like if you... Even if you think I might sound crazy, like, I highly recommend you just say yes to him because he has a beautiful life waiting for you. His plans are greater than your plans. And he, his promises, he never fails. He doesn't break his promises. His pro- he's, he's truthful to his promises. He'll stick to his promises and he won't let you down. And that's why it's so important to read his word. So that way you can see what his promises are for your life. And you can see that his plan, his plans for you are for you to prosper and not to fail. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. And we are now in 2023. I'm 23 years old. And I am not perfect. I still have my ups and down days but I now know who I can turn to now I have a foundation a solid foundation of who my source is and I know who can help me fight these battles I know who can help me overcome these addictions I know who can help me overcome this depression I know who can help me overcome my anxiety when I'm feeling my anxiety I instantly snap into prayer and I ask for help I ask for guidance and I ask for protection and I give him all my anxiety I give him all my fears and I just I trust that he he's got it all under control and right after that I experience the most peace in the midst of all the chaos so I just wanted to share my testimony with you guys and I just want to tell you guys that I love you and that Jesus loves you and I think he really wanted me to share this with you guys so if you're listening to this I love you and I hope you guys are blessed with today's podcast um yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in I love you guys so much and I'm sorry that I cried so much, but it just had to be done. I'm a human. What can I say? God bless you guys. I love you. Bye.